Your head's cut off. What? Because you're not sitting down. Oh. Ooh, good morning. Cut off. Oh. On black and white. Oh, no this head. This is literally head. the feeling today. No head. Head. Did anybody else wake up tired this morning, or is it just me? I actually slept. I, you went somewhere, and I went to bed at like eight thirty. I actually, that is a fact. I went to bed at eight thirty. Probably got to sleep at nine, hmm. and woke up at ten to five. Hmm. And it's not I woke enough. Up a little tired. Not too. enough sleep. Yeah. yeah. Not enough sleep. Good morning. Hey, but hey, hey, on a side note, can I just tell you how excited I am? Really exciting news. Um, got pictures back of the house. Do you want to? That I'll put them, them up later. So the retreat that I'm hosting, it's a private, it's not for everybody, okay? It's a, it's a private exclusive retreat that's in um, Jamesport, New York in October, the first weekend in October, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it is right outside of the Hamptons, and I've um, acquired a house. And basically, we're going to have um, a small group of There's women. There's even a water view there. Yeah, a small group of women, small, you know, as men are welcome to come to if that's appropriate, you know, if, that, if, if, if it resonates. But anyway, um, it's really, I wanted to call the retreat naked. Um, at first, but then I was like, oh my God, nobody's going to come to a naked retreat. Although actually people would come to a naked retreat, Maybe probably not, not the, the people, people that I want to attract, but the philosophy of like the naked retreat is what, a, who are you when there you strip it? There might be different it? expectations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> who are you when you strip it all away? It's really, um, a weekend dedicated to finding out your most authentic self, your truest nature, celebrating all the things about you that, um, make you unique and special and wonderful and getting rid of all the things that are like bonded that are holding you back from really believing in yourself, really loving yourself and reaching your full potential. And so there's a limited number of people to come. It's coming up. I'm going to actually uh, not, I'm going to have an opportunity for people to come now, but we need to book our flights, right? Flying into LaGuardia and everything else. So if you're interested in that retreat, I have a few spots left. And if you're interested, send me a private message and we'll get on a phone, the phone and see if it's possibly a good fit for you. I will tell you, it is an investment. It is not for everybody. It's an all-inclusive event. I'm going to feed you. We're going to sleep in the same house. We're going to, and so um, it, there will be an investment. So if you're on a budget, it might not be the best option for you. I do have other things that are, but this would be one of them but if it's in the budget and you you want to really take that weekend send me a message and i can tell you more about it but side note so well side note can i can i, can I piggyback on that a little bit <laughs> yeah. so for our new york friends for those of you who aren't going to heidi's thing uh within which um, is called within yes uh the friday of that retreat the first weekend um i will also be in the area in new york for books celebration i i hate calling it a signing but i guess if you want it signed you can get it i know signed. i always feel like it's like a little like, pretentious wants, like, yeah. like oh you want some do you here let me sign it for you but um <laughs> i will be doing a uh a a short presentation, sort of uh, high impact, um, experiential conversation just about some of the content in the book, but it will be at the Barnes and Noble in Carl Place on the, on the 4th at 7 p.m., Friday at 7 p.m., and then maybe we'll 
uh, go out and celebrate locally oh, uh, with our friends, I guess. Yeah, yeah. so if you're so in New York, you're... check it out. And if yep. you're in the New York area or want to fly to New York to, to, to Jamesport to come to this retreat, hey, come on, let's go. Um, we, something that came up yesterday, and and actually it came up because I, I made a post about it where I bought Ellie. Did you guys see that? I bought Ellie this $25 Barbie. And I had this like like reaction to paying $25 for this damn Barbie because I am used to only buying things for myself if I feel like it's a really, really good deal, right? Like, um, you know. Can you put a price on a child's happiness? No, but you can put a price on your own. I mean, okay. that, and, that, and that's the thing, right? Like we do that to ourselves. Like honestly, I used to play this like, um, and a lot of people that I know and a lot of people that I work with are very black and white thinking. It's very all or nothing, right? Um, Janine Roth calls these two types of people permitters or restrictors, right? Permitters allow themselves, and it's extreme case, allow themselves all the luxuries. They don't they don't withhold anything, right? They 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 want all the good they all the time. They don't withhold the debt either. You know, no, they'll go into <laughs> debt to provide themselves, right? They're permitters. And then the restrictors are like, I can't play. I can't take care. I can't have anything good because there's work to do and you have to work hard and you have to like withhold from yourself and, and toil through and, you know, and, and they literally would like live in deprivation mode. So there's the, and, and here's the thing. Yes, you could be in either one of these camps and it's not fun when you're in either one of these camps. And often what people do is they vacillate, they bounce back and forth between these two camps. They'll overindulge and these are called bingers, right? They'll binge on the thing and then all of a sudden they'll feel guilt and shame about it. So they'll come over to restrictor land and withhold from themselves to punish, right? So they're like this constant loop of like, I give everything, I have nothing, I have everything, I have nothing, I have it all, I have none of it, you know? And life is really exhausting that way. And so I, I vacillated between those two things, a permitter and a restrictor. But, but the goal in life is to really find the middle way. It's to find the sweet spot where you're not living in this constant state of I'll enjoy my life when or I'll give myself that thing when, when everybody else is taken care of, when I feel like I finally deserve it, when I can finally feel like I can rest, I'll give myself that vacation or buy that dress or have that bag or do whatever versus, oh, I don't. I'm going into debt for that stuff, you know, is the middle way. Well, and it's actually plaguing us in so many different areas because it's like as a society, we're being conditioned to be sort of bipolar or, you know, borderline in that it's got to be all or nothing. You're, you're either with me or against psychological me. psychological terms. Like, you're just like, you know. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> you just throw it out. You know, we're, we're borderline bipolar nation. We are. <laughs> Honey, that's a little extreme. Isn't that what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. At its worst manifestation, a permitter is an addict. At its worst manifestation, it's 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 like it takes off in this other aspect where it's like I deserve everything at the expense and cost of everybody else, and it's a twisted backhanded thing. It's not a deservedness; it's an unworthiness thing manifested in its ugliest. Like this is a self-esteem spectrum, right? I I deserve everything, and I'll have it at the cost of everybody else, and I'll do it. I'll have this like narcissistic viewpoint that it's mine, and I deserve it, and it doesn't matter if it's affecting you or bothering you or we're going into debt because of it, or I deserve absolutely nothing. But on both sides of the spectrum, it's still a low self-esteem issue. Right. I'm still in deprivation mode on either end of this because I'm either depriving you by my bad behavior or my permitting all of it, or I'm I'm hurting myself. 
and, I'm all too hard on myself over here too. But. I'm I'm just saying that that's it's become the norm and acceptable, which is why it's becoming even more pervasive and a thing because that's the way you know we form tribes of people who think like we do. So then the deprivers hang out with other deprivers, and then they discuss their depravity and and yeah. and all of the the experiences around that. And then on the flip side, you have the people who are hanging out and, you know, like we saw, we saw that in the treatment world where there was, you know, yeah. And they, they all hung out together and then they supported each other in that philosophy, in that mindset. And then they would, some people would then go the other route and go, you know, like as part of the healing and maybe that's part of the journey as well. Then they would go to the, the whole then depriving of everything fun and everything because now that's mood, mood altering anything. So laughter or, well, you know, it's actually punishing yourself. Right. Right. It's like this kind of like sick way to like, um, like alleviate the guilt for the harm caused. Like you go so far on the other side where I enjoy nothing. I can have nothing good because I hurt you or because I did the thing. And so I, I think for me, the balance has been, I, I play more the deprivation game than the permitter game, right? I will withhold from myself. And, and you'll know that this is an issue from you. If you feel a joy depletion, if you're going through your life and thinking, man, I should be happier than I am, or why am I not as happy? Or you feel like a little gray cloud is just kind of always following you around. Like life is meant to be joyful. And then you're saying to yourself, someday I'll get my turn. Someday, someday it'll be my chance to have. And you, maybe you also know this is an issue for you because you look at other people who have stuff and you get a little mad. You get a little jealous inside. You do this comparison and this competition like, oh, nice for them. They must have, you know, um, been born luckier. And you start making the excuses, you know, for why somebody has something that, that, that we don't have. Which is programming for ultimate failure on yourself because yeah. now you make whatever it is that you want a bad thing. So when you start achieving it, you end up unconsciously self-sabotaging. So you don't become the very thing that you were being negative about, about, you know, being jealous or, you know, some story you told about that person to make yourself feel better because you didn't have it. And that person must have, and then, you know, whatever it is, that story you tell, you don't want to be that person that you just made bad, wrong, or what have you. And then you go back into the mode that you were running in the first place, which would be either the depravity or the um, the self-soothing uh, permissiveness. Because that's all that is, too. It's just to make yourself feel better. As Heidi was sharing, it's a self-worth issue on both sides of the spectrum. So... Yeah. So what was I saying? Um, so yeah, the, the restrictor piece for me was the biggest piece of it. And looking around, like you have like a little bit of a gray cloud or I should be having more joy and it can manifest in a lot of different ways. Like just withholding the little, the thing that you want, right? Like, like making yourself wrong for wanting a thing and saying, Oh, well, let's take everybody else's needs before I actually give myself the thing or taking the break when you need it. I had a conversation with somebody the other day and, and she was like, Oh, I just laid in bed all day long. And I just like ate the, ate the food and laid in the bed and like drew the blinds. And I said to her, I'm like, you know, that's a signal that, first of all, it's a signal that we're not taking those moments as often as we need to, that we take a whole day. And I can relate to that, but 
I used to feel guilty about stuff like that. Like when I would say, oh yeah, I just, oh, I can't rest. I can't take a day. I can't go watch Lifetime television for women. Christmas movies are on soon. I, I can't, FYI, Homework Channel, what? Um, like I couldn't, you know, uh, take that day because there's other people to take care of, but that's the deprivation game. I don't get to do that. You get to take care of yourself, but I don't get to take which care of myself. Which then filled with resentment. Exactly. Which then so I used poison. to, exactly. So I used to feel bad about that, but I don't anymore. If I need a day to go, no, I need to go lay in bed for the day and, and watch shit TV and eat whatever I want to eat. And, you know, or it's like um, certain foods depriving yourself. You know, the, you know what the number one cause of obesity in the country is deprivation. Deprivation is the cause of obesity, not permission. Okay, so when we deprive ourselves of certain foods and we make ourselves bad or wrong or we we say, I'm not allowed to have that, it's like you just are setting yourself up for a binge. You might right, as yeah. well just set the plate down of whatever you're telling yourself you're not allowed to have and have that thing. A great example of that sort of happening is, uh, do you remember um, Dodgeball? Remember the end? So white uh ben stiller's character was all fit and all that and he was all depriving oh, yeah, himself and yeah, he would yeah. take pizza and like smell it and then like stick it down his pants and stuff and then yeah. it was just, yeah. <laughs> he was like yeah, you know yeah. he got walked in and, the, and he was like having sex with the uh with the pizza slice of pizza but um then at the end after he lost everything he was then yeah. like 100 pounds overweight like, and then he was just so it's like trying to find the middle way like I, you know, there are people like, okay, and now this is going to sound like you guys know I like to talk about sex at 6.30. Why not? But there are lots of women. You should be having more sex at sex, six thirty. At sex 30. At sex 30. Uh, that would be a little inappropriate considering our live starts at 6.30. We just sex 30 p.m. <laughs> so, <laughs> sex 30, guys. Um, so, you know, women find ourselves doing this a lot unconsciously which is depriving ourselves of even orgasm. If you have children in the car, I'm really sorry. You might want to like muff this out. Oh God, could now you, I'm reading more inappropriate. Yeah, could, use but, a code but, word. Yeah, a code word, okay. But like women will be having, you know, lots of women that I know are having sex and then the, the you know, the partner has a good time and then the woman says, no, 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 I'm fine. No, 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 I don't need one. No, 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 it's fine. Because because they start to equate like, oh, how much efforting am I gonna have to put in here? How much effort? How much eff yeah, how much work is this going to be? Do I really? So we even deprive ourselves of our simple God-given right to orgasm. I mean, it, that that's crazy when you think about it. That that's crazy. And so the trick isn't if you have this deprivation ingrained in you. Now, if you're a permitter and you've been permitting and you have no discipline, this is also a conversation for you. And how do you know you're a permitter with no discipline? You're in a body that reflects likely the results of your values, right? value permitting. Now, the problem with that is that's a self-soothing technique too. The discipline, like I'm going to guess there has been an equation to the discipline to, to bad, to wrong. Well, it's wrong to deprive myself because I was deprived or whatever story we're telling ourselves, right? Any correction, any criticism is not loving. So I'm just going to just give myself everything I want. And because I, you know, I, I deserve it in that kind of way, but then we're hurting ourselves at the end. So it's loving yourself these, to death. Either one of these behaviors is extremely um, toxic 
to us. And so it's learning that middle way. It's yes and. Yes, I get to take care of myself and I get to be disciplined. Yes, I can be disciplined and I get to have joy and kind of finding that middle path. I catch myself doing it. I know, you know, in recovery from binge eating disorder, in recovery from binge drinking, that is the ultimate manifestation of this black or white thinking, all or nothing. And I was in that success failure loop for a very long time in my life. It was like I'd begin on the good girl wheel and ride the good girl wheel and do everything right all the time and make sure I was like, you know, perfect in whatever way or shape of that man. And I'd be like, screw that man. When do I get to be the jerk? You know, when do I get to like, just take care of me and screw everybody else up here on the good girl, taking care of everybody else is the wheel, right? The hamster wheel, taking care of everybody else. And then I would get to that and go, screw that man. I deserve to take care of me and just check out from the world. It's like super responsible, super irresponsible and nothing in between. There's the middle way. And that that's where wisdom comes in and, and learning about like also the necessity for failure and not being perfect and yeah. experiencing the the wisdom of learning from experiences. And that's also a discipline. That's a practice where we're able to uh, I heard an interesting, um, interesting statement when it comes to like technology. A lot of times people get. Um, you know, even with with the experience of technology, some people go all in and they do everything, you know, electronically and other people like, oh, I'm not going to do that at all. And they get left behind. And it's that balance of like you like to write everything in your in your uh, calendar. Yeah. And I'm I'm an online calendar person with with some balance. But, you know, there I heard the other day someone talking about like the uh, bringing some of the resistors, the deprivers of the techno technological opportunities to click forward, swipe forward, that that was the, the mindset. And why do people not even get on board with new opportunities is because of the same fears, the same challenges that it's not going to look good. It's not going to. And even that some people will deprive themselves of an experience because it may not look good. It may not be perfect so they'd rather err on the side of restriction as opposed to engagement um and so this this goes through all different areas of our life and even on little levels small which seem inconsequential they actually can create major problems in other areas of our life and where does this come from you know if likely it comes from some kind of toxic pattern or conditioning right, where you've got the messages that deprivation is the name of the game. No, you don't get to have what everybody else has because we can't afford it, we can't do it, you don't deserve it, it's not good, you know, whatever it is. Or you came from a permitter kind of a thing where it's like no rules, anything went, you know, no, no, or too much condemnation. So now you've, so whatever it is, it's like cool story, bro, right? <laughs> we all have a story. We all have our conditioning. So it's kind of like, why is that important to know? I heard um, Miles, Ad, is it Miles? Miles Ad Addicts. My, Miles Addicts, who uh, runs on-site workshops in, in Tennessee. I think it's in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. But anyway, he he's just brilliant. And I follow him and really like him a lot. And he told these workshops on codependence, which is what I do. Um, so he said, you know, why is everybody's like, oh, I don't want to live in the past. I don't want to live in the past. I don't want to dwell in the past. But here's the thing he said, and I think it's brilliant. You, you, you know, realize that the past, if you don't deal with it, dwells in you. And how does it dwell in you is because you have these unconscious patterns that we keep enacting, we keep doing over and over again. And it's like, 
there comes a time where that awareness is so key. Having somebody, an expert to sit back with you and say, okay, where'd this come from? Hey, where'd this belief system come from? Where'd this deprivation originate? And you get to the point of origin with that. And it's just like the code cracks wide open and you're able to see all the patterns. I mean, that's, that's how our mind mind works. Be able to see all the patterns. And I started with myself being able to look at my self-destructive behavior, which was killing me by the way, which looked at, look, you wouldn't have known that from the outside looking in because I could put on the show. It looked really good from the outside looking in, looked like, oh, she must have her stuff together. I was a hot mess behind closed doors, binging, restricting, hungover, ultimate success failure loop, marching in to make my six figure income as an international business consultant, drinking my face off at night, success failure loop, right? And so for me, it was like taking, taking a rest from that self-destructive behavior long enough to look at it, get an aerial view and say, why am I behaving the way I'm behaving? And what is the key to breaking free? What is the solution here so that I can actually be a happy human being? Because I don't know about you, that feels like a self-imposed prison. This constant success failure, this constant all or nothing. It, it's just exhausting. And so ultimately, that's exactly why I created my program. I created that life program, Love Yourself First Empowerment. Now again, most people confuse self-care with self-love, you know, and I always say there aren't enough bath bombs on the planet to cover up for a deep-seated feeling of inadequacy. And that's what this binge, restrict, permit, dep deprivation cycle is really about. It's a worth issue at its core and underneath all of it. And a lot of times people, they get into the, the self-help, the personal growth, the personal to development. Try to thing. Well, yes, and a lot of times they just do superfluous work where they're, they'll watch a video or read a book or, you know, yeah. and not really necessarily apply it. They get a little bit of a feel good and they yeah, don't dive deep. And that's like yeah. building the, your home on a faulty foundation without really kind of being willing to dig deep and, and do the, the real work. Now I took that theory. It's one thing and you guys can look, you know, everywhere you go, you see, you know, like, when you're thinking about doing some of this work to get under the hood to fix some of this behavior, it's one thing to follow somebody that's like, I did it and so can you. Oh, brilliant, great, I'm glad you did it. That doesn't mean that I can do it. You don't know my situation, you don't know how hard it is for me, just because I did it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, although it's a good start, you know, and I was able to quit binge drinking 10 years later, haven't touched alcohol, quit, the binge eating, restricting, you know, gaining 50 pounds, losing, you know, that whole thing, all self-destructive behavior, codependency, all that put it in the past. But then when I started teaching at the drug and alcohol treatment center, then I was like, well, let me just test my theories because these are people at their absolute lowest point. These are people that actually are self-sabotagers at its worst possible manifestation, killing themselves heroin, uh, you know, just, just killing themselves. Right. And actually at the lowest point where they actually hated themselves. So let me test my philosophies. Let me test out this love yourself first empowerment methodology, right? Let me test this off. Let me, let me deliver these seven principles, these self-love vows and this self-love system that I teach with these people. And I have to say it was surprising to even me. It was actually surprising to me where I could see, oh my God, this actually is working. These are women that were able to, and still, are we, are we, and men, are we still suffering sometimes? Yeah, because life is life. But these principles remain, these concepts remain. And years later, 
the, the people that I've worked with are able to see, oh, that's a toxic thing. That's an old pattern. I'm able to break free. They recognize it. They're practicing their vows. I'll speak my truth. I'll live in the present. I mean, all the different things we learn. I just want to encourage you, if that's you, don't wait. Learn the system. It's one thing to think I'm just going to watch a motivational video and love myself. It's, er, you can't look in the mirror and give enough affirmations to cover up that deep-seated inadequacy. It's just not going to work. We need an actual system, a proven step-by-step -step methodology to stop the toxic behavior, to stop the self-destruction, to stop the black and white, to stop the all-or-nothing success failure loop, and actually have the life you really deserve. I get fired up about it because it saved my life. It saved my life. This system that I teach saved my life. And with all this, it's it's a practice. It's a discipline. Absolutely. It's not the, the other challenge that we all sometimes go through is that we're sold the idea that this one thing is going to solve all your problems forever. It's like the magic pill diet where you go, oh, just take this pill and then you'll never have to worry about what you eat again and, and you never have to work out. And that's what everybody's looking for. And the truth is, is that the real magic pill is from actually the matrix when Morpheus had the choice, red pill or blue pill. And the red pill, he was gonna be exposed to, all he's gonna be is exposed to what's real. What is the truth? That's the ticket right there. And then the other pill is the continued delusion, the continued, right. And that doesn't mean that once you take the red pill that life is going to be like effortless, effortless and like having no challenges, obstacles, or others, what it means is now you have awareness on when these things start cropping up, how to readjust, That's how to do the like, work I've in got, the moment. I've got one of seven things that I know that I'm not giving myself or doing myself in the system that I've created. I know I've got one of those things I'm not doing that's spinning me out. And it's, it's so liberating to be able to put my finger on it, to actually know, oh, oh, I, oh, okay, it's this vow. I'm not practicing this vow that I promised, this discipline. And well, it's like, like the food pyramid. Well, the food pyramid is is bullcrap. But the point of this, the the idea <laughs> is, is that if you look at these different areas, you could have balance, and and that's the thing is we have these different areas of our life that we need to be aware of, address, and then ideally seek out. Um, Oh, thanks, Sal. Love this self-love chat. You're describing this. Oh, thank you. Well, Heidi did most of the descriptions of the of her program, which is based on understanding the different areas of our life, the different philosophies that create the fulfillment of taking care of ourselves so that we can take care of others, right? You can't give what you don't have. You can't give someone deep love if you can't provide the love for yourself. Right, honey? Uh-huh. Oh, hello. So what have you got to say about all that? So, hi, guys. Welcome to the channel again. Today, I'm going to be teaching you about empathy. About empathy? Ooh, tell us about empathy. So, empathy means that you... What is that called again? What is what called again? Empathy? Does it have to do with feelings? Oh, yeah. What is it? So... You think about how someone else feels, like you, deep inside your heart, like you tell somebody, I'll help you, and you know, like Chrissy from Tiger, she lost her bracelet, so 
Eagle Tiger said, Baby, baby, I want to play doctor. And then she leaves it and she put it by the crib when they were playing with the baby. And then and then they were looking all around and then she looked in the brick and then she found it and put it back on. And Daniel Tiger was empathetic. He understood that she was feeling sad about her missing her bracelet. Yeah. Oh. It's good to know different feelings and, and so how, to, how I other was, feel. I was like, well, I will find him. So have you ever watched, you know, like Daniel Tiger or Teen Titans or whatever show you watch? It makes you sad. Like, it starts with a you know, like, um, yep. sad yep. ending. A sad ending. Oh, and then, crying. yeah. Sad ending. Or scared ending. Yeah, and, and you know how sometimes Chichi we watch. she loves you this morning. Yeah. So Chichi is watching you. Bonjour. So what, what language was that? That is Spanish. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Spanish, hola. Don't ask me, Spanish. Te amo. Okay, you want to say goodbye? Te amo. Te amo. And Titi is really brave. I hope you have a good day, Titi. And positive, you guys want to be brave than just yourself. It doesn't matter what you are. No matter what you are, it, it you're just a superhero. You're just a superhero. And just be yourself, right? Yeah. Because it can be anybody. It's best to be yourself. You can be anybody you want, like Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman said herself, right? Wonder Woman herself. Here's Wonder Woman. Yeah, there's Wonder Woman. <laughs> there's Wonder Baby Girl. Hi. And I'm the Butterfly Girl. You're the Butterfly Girl? Oh, I like that. Only if I read this, I'm a, the Butterfly Girl. The Butterfly Girl? The Butterfly. All right, sweetheart. Okay. Well, say and I hope Titi is. I hope Titi is a sheepy girl today, and I hope all of you have a good day. So I had a Debbie and Sal. And Sal how Debbie and Debbie has a great day today, and Sal has a great day today. We love you, Grandma. We just want to be with you and stay for summer. Okay. Okay. Well, we love you for who you are. And who you are. That's right. Okay, so we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. All right. Day. Love you.